0: Let's get ready to study God's Word. <music> Greetings to Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you once again that we have the privilege to conduct these studies and devotions in this format. We ask you to give us wisdom and understanding. Help us to uh, be precise with what we are saying. Help us to be in accordance with your will. Grant unto us your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's study is entitled, Unto the Church of Philadelphia. And our passage, our verse for this study uh, is Revelation 3, verse 7. And it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. Revelation 3, verse 7 from the King James Version. We're dealing here with the sixth church in the messages to the seven churches found in revelation chapters two and three the church of philadelphia is the church of the awakening and it essentially covers the period of the church from 1844 to about 1888 philadelphia means brotherly love okay They were a church very similar to Ephesus. Ephesus was a church that was a very loving church for a time. And then, of course, the message to Ephesus is that they lost their first love and they needed to come back. But Philadelphia was a church for brotherly love. Um, It was a church that kept God's word. And it was a church that... Christ set before them an open door. He says they had a little strength. They had a little strength, but they had uh, persevered. We're going to read the entirety of this passage here. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven verses. But it's a long opening, right? It's a long opening because it's the first church where The first verse doesn't even get to, I know thy works. Here it is, starting in verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say that they are Jews, and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that i have loved thee because thou hast kept the word of my patience i also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth behold i come quickly hold fast which thou hast that no man take thy crown him that overcometh will i make a pillar in the temple of my god and he shall go out no more and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an heir, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Okay. One of the first things you'll notice is that the letter to the church in Philadelphia has no rebuke. There is no rebuke. It has only commendation. It has a long introduction about who Christ is. Christ identifies himself as he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. He knows their works. He set before them an open door, and no man can shut it. They have a little strength, and they kept the word of Christ and did not deny his name. And if you look at that time period, 1844 to 1888, this is the time that includes or is right after the Great Disappointment and those that held on to Christ at that time, those who held on by faith, they had a little strength, but they continued to keep his word and they did not deny his name, even though they had been disappointed by the what they had expected to be the second coming, but it turned out that they were wrong about the event, although they were right about the timing. And Christ says to them, because you have kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. This is really interesting. Because it's one of the few places in the Bible where God promises to protect someone from enduring something. He does not promise to protect them through it, or in spite of it, or within it. He promises to protect them from it. And, of course, given the window that that church had, that that era of the church... From 1844 to 1888, it's clear that they wouldn't live to see the time of trouble. They wouldn't live to endure the mark of the beast and all of the activities that come up to that point where everyone on the earth, right, on the whole world that will try them, where only the two sides of the great controversy can be chosen. So those who were faithful at that juncture didn't live to this next point. They didn't live to the point where this massive worldwide temptation will come. Now, mind you, it's not like the folks of that time period didn't have their own test, right? They had the test where they were looking and waiting for the second coming of Christ, which it turned out that that wasn't the event. And many were ridiculed and there was a lot that they endured for the gospel's sake. So Christ essentially said, hey, you went through that once and therefore I'm going to keep you from this other one. Um, but it's powerful that the Church of Philadelphia, the Church of Brotherly Love, the church that receives the greatest, the most extensive introduction by Christ, that receives no condemnation only commendation no rebuke he promises that he's going to come quickly and that they need to hold fast to that which they have and let no one take their crown that's an important consideration jesus mentions it a lot in matthew 24 and luke 21 and mark 13 let no man deceive you deception will be fatal in the final reckoning deception was fatal for eve and it will be fatal for those in the end time who don't hold fast to Christ's word right so deception and unbelief are are two dangers but closely related Those that overcome, Christ will make a pillar in the temple of God. And they will have his new name written upon them. We need to hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Christ is showing himself, um, you know, he has the key of David as the son of David and the heir of the throne of david he is reminding the church of philadelphia that he's coming to rescue them to deliver them right so he's identifying himself as a deliverer as he that is holy that is true he that sets things in motion and they can't be stopped and closes things up and they can't be opened remember When he was delivering Israel from Egypt, Egyptian bondage, when he opened up the Red Sea, no one could interfere with it. And when he put the cloud before the Egyptians, no one could get past it. And when he lifted the cloud and they saw the Israelites crossing, they ran into the waters. And when he closed the waters, no man could open them back up is showing himself to be our Deliverer. And he's reminding us that he's coming quickly. We only have one church left after this. One church. And it's going to be an interesting... It's going to be an interesting reading when we come to the church of Laodicea. And for now... Revelation 3, 7 says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the messages to the seven churches help us Lord to understand and appreciate these messages as they relate to us now in this time in which we live. Each of these messages has a significance for each one of your people and sometimes for different collective groups of your people. Help us to study these and understand the lessons that are, that are written there and not only to address it from its historical, um, time perspective, but also from just the spiritual perspective of where we are in our individual experience. Please bless us and keep us and help us to be true and faithful to you. Help us to hold fast because you're coming soon. We pray in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions or comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Pandora, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Please remember our ministry in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share his holy word.